Welcome to Divine Downloads. I'm your host, Cassandra Bodzak, and today's show exemplifies what we're all about here at Divine Downloads, really divinely designing your life. We are going to dive into what this Lunar New Year, the Year of the Dragon, means for all of our Chinese zodiac signs. So before we get going, if you don't know what your Chinese zodiac sign is, I recommend, I'm going to put the links below this video or below this podcast, wherever you're listening or watching, to find out your Chinese zodiac. So for your main theme, you just need to know your year, but you can find out even also your month and your day and your time as much as you want to go in depth because we have the privilege of speaking with Latao Wang who is a renowned astrologer and tarot specialist all the way from Hong Kong. And he is just gracing us with so much wisdom. I can't even tell you how much I learned from him while we were doing this episode. Um, but some really important guidance and themes for all of us, no matter what Chinese zodiac sign you are, on how we can really honor the energy and step into the energy that's being called for us this year. And then on top of that, at the end, um, Latau has this incredible Mythic Heroes Oracle card deck that I have just been obsessed with because I love Greek and Roman mythology. And so it's like I'm pulling a card, I'm learning through these mythic stories, and I've just, I have enjoyed it. So we talk a little bit more about that and how these mythic heroes also connect back to astrology, how we can use them for our manifestation and our spiritual transformation journey. And we even pull some cards for you guys at the end. So there's just so much incredible guidance that you're going to get from this episode. I cannot wait for us to dive in. So without further ado, let's do it. I'm so excited to have you on the show, Latao Wong, and I have already loved using your Oracle of Mythic Heroes deck. I find it just, I'm, I'm a huge believer in all the different myths from different cultures. I find them so fascinating, and I think there's so much that we can learn from those stories passed down. So I've loved that as I've been pulling cards for my own personal guidance, I'm also learning along the journey and we're doing this right after like a new lunar new year so i know that you are also an astrologist astrologer so i wanted to ask you a little bit about that so maybe let's kick off talking about the lunar new year since we just had um that and the energy and kind of what that means for everyone and then we'll dive a little bit more into how we can use the mythic heroes deck to do absolutely that. absolutely <laughs> yeah well first of all happy new year uh, cassandra yeah wish you happy a year, year. <laughs> yeah wish you a year filled with love abundance uh prosperity and most important good health right uh, yes and, yeah, absolutely. And, health as yeah, well. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Um, and uh, happy new year to our audience. Um, I think um, many of us already know this is a year of dragon. Um, and um, it's very interesting when you look at the 12 uh, Chinese zodiac signs. Uh, dragon is the only animal that is that doesn't really exist in our physical world. So we can call that actually a spiritual animal. All the other 11 animals, they actually are around us, you know, like 
for example, rat, ox, right, rabbit, right? And so uh, a dragon uh, is a very special sign. It, it, uh, it has a, a very strong uh, mystical um, element in it. And actually in ancient Chinese culture, uh, people used to believe that our emperors were the incarnations of dragons. And if you look at, yeah, if you look at wow. the- yeah, the, the clothes, right? Emperors would wear, and they're usually, there's um, the, uh, the embroidery, there's dragon on it, yeah? And nobody else um, was allowed to wear anything with dragon patterns, yeah? So it was really the symbol of, of authority. If the, it was a symbol of power. It was a symbol of, um, you know, a, uh, what do you call that? You know, the, the, the divine, let's put it this way. That's why common folks, you know, you cannot wear dragon. And so when it comes to the year of dragon, people tend to believe that this is a year of power. And uh, which is very interesting because when we look at this year, 2024, from the perspective of Western uh, numerology, it kind of, you know, uh, you know uh, coincides uh, with the, uh, this Chinese theme because 2024 carries the universal uh, vibration of number eight, right? Two plus zero plus two plus four, right? Um, and eight is all about the practical and grounded essence of life. It's about power. It's about practical effort. It's about the foundation that we uh, we build uh, in life. And you know, also when we lay the number eight sideways, we we see the infinity mark. And that's the uh, you know what you know, you reap what you sow. You whatever you give to the universe, it will flow back to you. And so it's very much you know kind of like that that very practical year, right? I think for all of us. And also for Chinese people, um, at least in Chinese culture, the year of dragon, I mean, people love to have their, to give birth in that year because they, they oh, everyone wants a dragon baby. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, what I realized about, you know, uh, people here is, you know, people who are born in the year of dragon. So we're talking about, um, for example, 1988. And before that, that would be 1976. And before that, that would be 1964. Um, People, they, they are very eager to tell other people what their Chinese animal sign is because it's such <laughs> an honor, right? I'm a dragon, right? And the people yeah. with, yeah, with other signs, like for example, year after dragon is snake. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with a snake, right? Every animal sign has their own, you know, um, a strength and power, just like the Western 12 animal, uh, sorry, the, the zodiac signs, yeah? But the dragon people are particularly proud, yeah? Because sometimes, <laughs> you know, people tend to say that people born in the year of dragon, they're charismatic. Right, they are powerful. They are charismatic, and they they, they they just you know good fortune just flow to them. So that's a little bit like superstition, yeah, you know, a little bit like that. Yeah. So now we're in the year of dragon, and um, you know, a lot of people are really looking forward to it. And I think generally speaking, um, we are welcoming a year, um, a fruitful year, um, because this is the that kind of practical, you know, right, the 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 effort, the authority, and the power energy. And of course, depending on your own Chinese animal sign, um, there could be uh, different guidance. Yeah. Yeah. But th what, what's your animal sign, actually? I'm a rabbit. Oh, so that was uh, last year, right? Last year was a year of uh, was rabbit, right? Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Then we'll, talk, we'll talk about rabbit later. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I love you. You mentioned about uh, children being born in the year of the dragon. Mm. But would that also, um, let's say, translate to something like birthing a business or starting a new creative endeavor? Like, is this a good year to like? Absolutely, birth yeah. Something into the world. 
Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, in general, so we're talking about the 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 the, the energy at the highest level, right? And that's mm. about you know creating creating things uh, with a lot of momentum. Um, but again, we have to look at in details what your sign is and see how you work together with a dragon, right? So, for example, in Chinese astrology, when we say this year of dragon, we're basically saying that now the Tai Sui is sitting together with dragon. And Tai Sui is actually a divine god in Chinese mythology. So the Tai Sui will change its position every year. And so this year, the Tai Sui is sitting together with the dragon. And based on your own, um, you know, your animal sign, and we will see the relationship between your sign and, and, and dragon, right? We will know whether the Tai Sui is helping you or, or giving you challenges, et cetera. <laughs> okay. Et cetera. Yeah. So can we, can we maybe quickly go through the different signs? Mm, sure, yeah. You know, Absolutely. just a little general guidance for how that that person yeah. in that sign should handle the year of the dragon. Absolutely, for the year of the dragon, maybe. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. And just before I talk about that, uh, I think you know we we should know one thing before uh, you know we look at our animal signs, uh, is that we actually each person actually carries four different zodiac signs. Oh. And I th yeah, I don't think a lot of people know that, right? So in Chinese, uh, the Chinese uh, fortune telling system, we have. Um, the four pillars of the sky and they rule different things and they're almost like it's a little bit like our life is like a house right and so you have four pillars you know supporting your house and they're called the year of uh, the pillar of the year the pillar of the month the pillar of the day and the pillar of of the time and each pillar carries a zodiac sign and so Usually when we talk about, oh, uh, you know, oh, you're a rabbit, you know, she's a, a dragon, he's a, a goat. We're talking about the Peter of the year. And that's why people usually say, oh, I was born in whichever year and that's my sign, right? But the month you were born, the day you were born and the time you were born also carries an, an animal sign. So it's better that we check all these four signs yeah, to get a holistic picture. Ooh. Mm. I and never of course, knew that. yeah, yeah. So actually, no, that's totally you know okay because not a lot of Chinese people don't know it. <laughs> so they, you know, when they <laughs> makes me feel a little better. Yeah, when <laughs> they go know, to a, mm. it's kind of it, it reminds it's a little bit like in Western astrology where if someone just tells you their sun sign, once you're like really into astrology, right? I'm never like I never ask anybody what their sun sign. I'm at least I want like sun moon rising. At yeah. the least, you know, to get yeah, a little bit yeah. of a picture. But then, like, the more you know, like, oh, what's your Venus at, or where's your yeah. heaven? Like, it helps the 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 picture fill in more. Hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. So the more you know, we know, right? That the better, the, the the more holistic the picture is. Um. So yeah. So uh, if our you know any of our audience they are interested, either they can you know consult a Chinese astrologer. Um, or whatever, right? Or consult me so that we can look at all their different signs. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, the this year as a year of dragon, of course, the main character is the dragon people, right? So like what I said, they were born in 1988, 2000 also, um, uh, 1976, uh, or 12 years before that, so 1964. Um, the so-called Tai Sui sitting with dragon is some people say it's not good for them. You know, usually, you know, people will wear something red when it's their own year. Uh, in Chinese culture, people, you know, let's say they will wear, I don't know, red underwear because they believe it will protect them, you know, whatever way. Yeah? Um, it's not about it's bad or it's bad luck, but it's usually when people talk about it's your own year, it means that sometimes 
you might be forced to make a lot of decisions because all eyes are, are on you now. Um, and most people don't like that feeling. You know, we, as human beings, we all like things to be easy and we don't want to be responsible for everything, right? If we can relax, then we'll just let it pass, right? We're, we're not going to be like, okay, I'm going to handle this. I'm going to do this, right? And so, um, and if I can make an analogy with this, um, you know, with this, it's a little bit like in, you're having a, both a Saturn and Jupiter transit at the same time when wow. it's your own year. Yeah. So the Saturn energy is a little bit like now you have to face reality. Are you going to say yes or no? Um, you cannot sit on the fence and be like, okay, maybe yes, maybe no. Sometimes I do this, sometimes I go backward. If you set your mind on something, you have to make a commitment and, you, and your action is the proof, right? And so that's the thing. And sometimes, you know, where, when we talk about Western astrology, people don't like Saturn transit either because they feel it's just too heavy. I have to, you know, do this and that, yeah. However, the Jupiter transit is good, right? So Jupiter transit is about, okay, once you, you have done all this cleansing, then you do the work, then the reward comes. Mm. And the opportunity comes. So when if it's your own year, it feels a little bit like that. Um, that's you know the, the the dragon energy. But you can really be responsible for those decisions. I think it's gonna be a great year for uh, dragon people. Yeah, I think you know I always thought of the Saturn return. I know it's it is kind of like an ominous mm. thing sometimes in culture. Everyone's like, uh oh, what's gonna happen during my Saturn return? But the way I always tried to look at it was that I always felt like it was like the divine mm. kind of if you were on the wrong path, like coming yeah. and like scooping you up and like moving yeah. you to the other path. Yeah. And sometimes depending on how easily you go, <laughs> depends mm. on how painful it is, you know? Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so it's a big year. So that, it's a big year for dragon people. 100%, yeah. And we know, you know, the dragon year only, each sign only happens once every 12 years. So, I mean, I think for dragon people, this is, I'm, I actually have a lot of friends who are dragons uh, and they're much older than me. So some of them actually, they're 60 this year, mm. right? So, you know, it's, you know, it's a, they're going to be a, making a decision about, you know, what they're going to do about their family, their career, you know, things like that. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and among the 12 zodiac signs, there are two signs, usually every year, there are two signs who are the friends with the Taisui the uh, the divine god yeah and every year you know for example when you move to any year let's say uh, you're a rabbit right there are also two signs on the chart they're your friends and it's similar to western astrology for example um let's say uh, let's for example let's say you're a libra right and who are friends with libra well of course aquarius and gemini because they are both air signs right so in chinese astrology there's something similar to that um there are two friends with dragons uh, one is the rat and one is the monkey and these three signs are forming a, a beautiful golden triangle. It's a little bit like the Western astrology called this is a trine um, or a golden trine right there. And so uh, usually uh, when it comes to go, uh, dragon year, rats and um, monkeys are very, they're helped, they're supported by the Taisui. So they don't really have to take the responsibility of the Taisui, but they are looked after by the Taisui. Mm. It does not mean that they, they can just, you know, okay, let's just you know, go overboard or let's just not do anything because the universe is going to manifest that for me. But it does mean that whenever they have a difficulties, you know, the Taisu will, will, will lend them a helping hand. And uh, so that's very, a very good year for these two signs. Um, specifically for rats, um, they have a star helping them, which is called the general. And in Chinese ancient culture, the general, they are the military men, right? So they go to the battlefield, they carry a gun, and they protect their families and their countries. 
And so when, when rats have this star protecting them, it's a little bit like saying that this year they need to be the general. If they can carry their gun, go to the battlefield and fight their own war, eventually there's going to be a lot of reward and, and great reputation, you know, and promotion, things like that. And for uh, monkeys, um, they have a very good star this year called the, the dragon pool. So the dragon pool is about luxury. Right. So a monkey people um, this year, they will tend to receive a lot of you know, luxurious gift or they will maybe they will get to enjoy something luxury mm, compared to their previous life. Yeah. For example, they might fly first class for the first time. Yeah. With an airline long haul. And they'll be like, wow, this is, feels so good. Why was I stuck in economy all this time? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That kind of energy. Oh, monkey right? people. You have a good year, monkey people. <laughs> Yeah, mon monkey is about, you know, luxury. It's about, oh, you know, enjoy something I've never seen before. Yeah, they might even purchase something very expensive, let's say an amazing car. Um, and they have been dreamed uh, about for a long time. Yeah, so the dragon pool is all about that glamour. You know what I mean? If you can imagine, you know, the word is called dragon pool. So you go to this beautiful pool and there's this dragon in it swimming and it's shiny, right? So it's a little bit like that energy. So these two signs are very fortunate. Um, and um, now coming back to you, <laughs> Cassandra, you're a rabbit. <laughs> the rabbit. Yeah, but you're a rabbit, yeah. Now for rabbit, um, actually uh, rabbit is not really friends with dragon. Um, however, you do have a god protecting you this year, which is called the rest god. And this year, actually, you need to really look after the physical health and the physical being that you have. Yeah, It's about um, healing. It's about therapy. It's about rest. Uh, and um, let me have a look. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So this year, uh, you have to just be careful with, you know, kind of like spreading yourself too thin and try to do too many things, right? And be like, you know, oh, I can still do this. I'm going to do this, right? I have to force this to happen. This year, the rest God tells you that the more you rest, the more you, you're in peace, the, the easier things will be. Uh, and this, again, I'm going to use the Western mythology to explain this. It's a little bit, I see this rest God in Chinese mythology. It's a little bit like the Greek God, the Morpheus. Mm -hmm. The Morpheus was the god of dream in, uh, um, in Greek mythology, right? So this year also encourages to do a lot of dream journal. Sleep, yeah, watch your dream, look at what you're dreaming about, right? So all these kind of, because a lot of things coming from your sleep or come, coming from your subconscious could really um, give you the guidance and the answer that you need. That is so wild because on the the Lunar New Year itself, like that mm. weekend that it was kind of on, I we had that new moon in Aquarius, Western astrology, and then the yep. Lunar New Year. And that weekend, mm. I had such a strong message that mm. I needed to like pull back a lot mm. of the overdoing that I yeah. was, you know, mm. working a lot and pushing a lot. And I had been, you know, I have been tired and wanting yeah. to take, you know, get more sleep and take more naps. And it was like, that was a promise I made to myself when I was like setting intentions. I'm like, okay, we're pulling back. We're yeah. not like doing for the sake of doing anymore. We're just going to allow ourselves to do what's like intuitively guided. And if yeah. it doesn't feel good, we're saying no, we're yeah. going to sleep more. So I love that. I had no yeah. idea, but I feel very affirmed. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, because, you know, the God protecting is a rest God, right? So maybe if you want to do anything, let's say decorate your, uh, your bedroom, right? Anything to do with sleep bedroom your pillows you know your sheets your bed anything in your bedroom that's good for you 
So, you know, so it's always about connecting yourself with a, with a sleeping side of life. Let's put it this way. <laughs> I love it. I'm uh, available for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, what about other signs, right? So, okay. So let's talk about maybe, uh, what other signs do you, do you want to ask? Any of your friends, families? Um, I mean, you know, if you want to just give like a little, maybe like even like just like a sentence or two of all of them, just in case anyone listening is like waiting awesome. for their sound. Yeah. They're, they're okay. sign. They don't want to exclude anyone. <laughs> right. So let's talk about tiger, right? So tiger, um, tiger people, this year, the star that is guarding them is called the sky horse. It's a little bit like Pegasus. It's very interesting when you talk about Chinese mythology and, you know, Western, you know, astrology, they're kind of similar, you know, in a way, even though the system is completely different. And anyway, so this Pegasus is about travel, yeah? And um, so tiger people this year, they will have a lot of travel energy. They might need to go back and forth between places. They might even need to go long haul, right? Um, going to a foreign country or travel to a city that's far away. And, um, but it's not a bad thing, yeah? Because this uh, sky horse, it's about carrying them to a place where they're gonna find treasure. So um, this Ooh. is good for them, yeah? So <laughs> if, yeah, we have audience um, who are tigers, and they, um, so if you have trips, um, you know, business trips, even for work, things like that, you know, don't hesitate, right? All right. So we talked about rabbit, we talked about dragon, and the next is a snake. Snakes, uh, this year, they have a, a, a star that we all know, actually, um, that is protecting them, which is the sun. Um, um, yeah, that's their um, guardian star this year. Um, however, in Chinese astrology, the sun has a, a little bit different meaning, yeah? You know, in Chinese culture, we talk about the yin and the yang. Right, and that's the, uh, the the Taoism concept, and the sun represents the yang energy, and this yang energy is more about actively tackling a problem or or solving a problem, initiating things instead of being evasive or instead of hoping that if I can if I don't talk about this, hopefully this will go away because it won't. Because the sun energy needs snake people to really face their challenges and difficulties and just have that conversation with a person they need to talk to and say, I'm not okay with this. Can we change, right? Or say, I really like this and I hope you can continue this, right? It's about that kind of yeah. direct approach with life, that's snakes. Um, horses this year, they have a uh, two uh, guardian stars I like, which is called Heaven Relief. I like that star a lot because Heaven <laughs> Relief- Lovely. <laughs> yeah, Heaven Relief is more about, um, now, however, this star only is useful when you're in crisis because it's called heaven relief, yeah? So let's say if we are in some kind of crisis a situation, um, then this energy will come to you saying that somehow someone will, will find you and be able to give you, um, give you help. It's a little bit like that. Let's, wow. say, let's say, for example, you, you forget your phone um, in the subway and your phone has all the important information and you need it right now, but you only realize after you, you get out of the subway, and this heaven relief could be saying that and someone found it and someone will deliver it instead of wow. just take it away. Yeah, so that's about crisis relief. It's a little bit like that. The other one is called, is called a Taiji nobleman. And this is a star um, that is helping us to study, uh, especially spirituality or esoteric studies. Um, what I realized about people's chart is that if they have a lot of Taiji nobleman stars on their chart, and they usually show that they are very intuitive. Mm. Um, you know, maybe they are born psychic, you know, things like that. Yeah. So for horse people, this is a tr transit star yeah, for them. So this thing that this year they might encounter very good teachers 
uh, either good teachers or they might uh, encounter a very good book, right? That they can read to understand their, their psychology, their, their mental health, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, oh, very cool. Very right. The next thing is the sh uh, some people call this sign the sheep. I call this the goat, right? Because I, I believe this should be the goat, yeah. Um, anyway, so the goat, the star that is helping them is the, the opposite um, with a snake. Snake has a sun and the, and the goat, they have the moon. And so mm. the moon is the yin energy. So this is more about being receptive. So sheep people or goat people this year, they have to be a little bit careful with being too aggressive when it comes to dealing with problems. Sometimes we just need to be silent and observe the situation and it will naturally resolve itself. And a good example I can give to people, let's say you have a, a lot of trouble with your boss. Let's say your boss is abusive, you know, bullying you and you just want to punch your boss in the face. <laughs> this moon energy usually in Chinese mythology is telling you that you don't really need to, uh, let's say I'm going to report to the CEO, right? I'm going to fight you. I'm going to write you aggressive email so that you know who is the boss, right? It's more about you just to shut up and probably after two months, this person will resign. Yeah. Because of their own personal reason. It's a little bit like, oh, I didn't do anything, but it just resolved. You know, this this person, this he or she's gone. Okay. You know, it's a bit like that. So the movie. I like that's a, that's pretty cool energy to have to just yeah. be like, all right, I don't have to get my hands dirty all the time. I don't feel always have to feel like I have to, you know, carry the weight of everything. Like I can trust that things are gonna work out and absolutely get yeah. yeah. Yeah, and even with, uh, sometimes it's also about misunderstanding. So for example, when we think something is actually a big problem and we're very, let's say, upset with someone. But if we were already aggressively, you know, talking to them about this, this could actually, you know, make the situation worse. This is usually saying that if you just let it kind of like digest a little bit at a later stage, you might realize that it was not the truth. So what we're angry with was actually not the truth. And you, you will see a different answer. Then you'd be like, oh, okay. So I was actually wrong about that. I, it was a misunderstanding. They were, okay, you, you are not like that. You didn't do that on purpose, blah, 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 right? Wow. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. So this is that. that kind of the moon energy in Chinese uh, fortune telling. And uh, so we talked about monkey. The next one is rooster or rooster. So there are two signs this year that are particularly blessed with a love and romantic energy. Ooh. One is rooster, one is pig which is the final sign, yeah? Some people um, say the final sign is boar, depending on your culture. In Chinese culture, it's pig. In, in Japanese culture, it's um, a boar, yeah. Okay. Uh, but these two signs, um, they um, have two stars helping them. One is called the peach blossom, which is the, you know, the, the Venus-Mars energy, right? Passion, you know, attraction. Um, and uh, the other one is called a red matchmaker. And so this usually show that you might get to meet new people and interesting encounterings through social interaction. So let's say you go to events, parties, you might meet someone very attractive and you know, they're also interested in you. They wanna exchange, let's say, I don't know, Instagram with you, you know, they say <laughs> Instagram, right? They don't ask for a name card. They're like, what's your Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So these two sons are very blessed with love. And finally, um, there's one sign I haven't talked about, which is the dog, yeah. Now dog, uh, similar with rabbit, this, this year, I mean, dog is not really friend with the Tai Sui. So this year, what they need to do is to understand how to, um, instead of how to bring more things in, they need to know how to release, um, you know, things that they, they have been carry, carrying with them for too long, which uh, especially things are too heavy. Um, but this year, what is good for the dog is it's a great year for them to win trust from people. 
because they have a, a guardian star called the National Treasure. Uh, this is a very funny name, yeah, the National Treasure. It basically it means that they will get to deal with a lot of authority people. Let's say, you know, this could be about CEOs, CFOs, uh, or even government people, right? People in have high ranking in the society. And they might not be able to achieve everything they want to do now, but through these connections, what they will be able to do is to win trust and get the connection um, first with, um, with a so-called authority. And then at a later stage, things will come to them. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love, well, that's so insightful. Thank you for taking the time to go through all the different signs because, you know, now that you've gone through, I truly see how, you know, giving kind of general guidance on the, mm. year of the dragon, like yeah. for me, would be almost the polar opposite of what I'm mm. supposed to do, right? Mm. Mm. Um, if you just took, oh, the year of the dragon is just like, you know, great time to mm. go out there and do stuff and start new mm. things, mm. right? When you're, yeah. maybe you're a rabbit or you're a dog, you mm. know, mm. and you're in that energy of like, I'm kind of just planting the seeds, right? Or you're- Exactly, you know, yeah. Yeah. Back. Um, and and this is a reason why I said you have to look at the other sign, three signs you carry. Right? For example, Cassandra, you know your ear pillar is the rabbit, but there, your your uh, your month pillar, your day pillar, and your time pillar could be other animals, and they all represent different things. The year pillar, generally speaking, is the the highest level. Yeah, so this is the the bigger umbrella on top. And, okay. Yeah, and the moon pillar uh, usually represents. Sorry, not the moon pillar. The month pillar. Uh, represents, for example, it could be about your parents. Uh, this could be about your career as well. But the day pillar is about your marriage and, and romantic relationship or serious partnership, business partnership. So a little bit like the seventh house on your astrology chart. Yeah. And, the, and the time pillar is about things you own. For example, your possessions, your money, your cars, your house, or people who are generally speaking much younger than you. So let's say you, you see them as your subordinates. They work okay. for you, you know, your employees. So anything that is under your power that is ruled by the, the time pillar. So you have to look at different animal signs to, to know, okay, in this specific area, what kind of energy that made you bring in? Ooh. Mm. So, okay. So if my month is February, what would my sign be? Do you know? Uh, it depends on the year. So we have oh. to look at the- Oh, so you have uh, the, to look through all that. Okay. Yeah, so well, we do I'm have to do the calculation. Yeah, we have to do the calculation. We'll find a link and I'll put that in the show notes link. Absolutely, So that if yeah. anyone's curious as going, because now I'm like after this, I need to look and see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but would period. you, similar to Western astrology, so let's say um, we're talking, so let's just say hypothetically, that I look at my month pillar and my month pillar is a dragon. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So would that, then that would kind of translate to be, okay, well, in that area of mm. career mm. and work, mm. this might feel like a dragon year. Yeah. So it means that you're, but however, you're still operating under the big umbrella of um, the rabbit, right? Because you are a rabbit. So the year pillar is the biggest one on top, right? That's when people- So that's like your overall year Overall, like, exactly. That's like yeah. the youth, like no matter what else is underneath that, like for me, it's like focus on sleep, focused on rest, like yeah. the kind of high level stuff. High level, yeah. And then even let's say we did have a dragon energy or- a more yang energy, energy in one yeah. of the other ones. 
Mm, that mm. would be kind of like a sub priority. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Correct. <laughs> correct. Yeah. <laughs> we can see it that way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but that is yeah. that is great to know because, um, it, again, like it's just from I don't I don't know as much about this, so it's fascinating to mm. learn. And but having the background of knowing way more about Western astrology. It makes so much sense, right? Yeah. To be able to say, okay, this is kind of the high level, but also, you know, look at your the day because that's mm. going to affect your primary relationships, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, this is going to have affect your career of the month or whatnot, and being able to find hundred percent, hundred percent, yeah. And you know, when you do an actual, you, if you go to like for example in Hong Kong, there's a place called Wang Dai Xin. And there are a lot of, you know, those um, old guys and, you know, uh, grandmas, you know, sitting there, you know, they've been doing fortune telling their whole year, right? So some of them are actually quite interesting because they will look really in details, not just about the year, but they'll tell you each month. They will tell you, even if you can look at each week, right? Um, let's say, do I apply for this job this week or next week? You know, things like that. Oh, wow. Um, uh, yeah, they look by the by look by really calculating um, uh, meticulously um, about that because it's not just a four pillars, but you also have to look at the combination of the twelve signs, and also there are another set of twelve signs. Um, the the twelve animal signs are called the earth earth signs. Yeah, so they are running on the earth, but there are also the sky energy. There are another twelve different signs there. So you know we're talking about one hundred forty four different type of um, combinations there. So it's very complicated actually. Wow. And so what what mm. what should someone expect if they were interested in doing like a full on mm. reading? Yeah. Interesting. I think that's a great question. Um, I still feel that whatever fortune reading we do, um, we I think the mentality should be the same. It's about, okay, uh, I have a purpose there. I want to know what kind of guidance I need, but I also know that I'm responsible for my own action and my intention when I go to see a reader. Um, and also depends on what kind of reader you go to. Some readers, they're pure fortune telling, right? So they don't really care about therapy. They don't really care about counseling. They just tell you, you want to know your future? This is your future. Deal with it. Some people like that kind of style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, um, yeah and uh, but some readers, they are more like counseling, right? So they are talking to you not just about this is your future, but it's telling you more about your psychological journey. Um, it's a little bit like an empowering session. And we call those type of readers, you know, either you call them uh, spiritual counselors or you call them um, a spiritual therapist, you know, things like that. Yeah. So they will use their esoteric knowledge to help you um, uh, rather than just give you a, a, a conclusion or a verdict, things mm. like that. So I think when we go to a Chinese reader, uh, any reader, yeah, even a Western astrologist, um, whoever they are, I think it's about our, the, the right mentality that we carry. Kind of interesting because yesterday I had a client who who booked a session with me and uh, she canceled and then she booked again. So when she came to me and I asked her, I said, you know, what happened? Because she booked and two hours later she canceled. And then two hours later she said, well, I, actually I'm coming. Yeah. And she said, I'm really sorry about that. I'm sorry. You know, I was, you know, on and off. Yeah. I'm really sorry about that because I was really scared to come. And when I booked you for the first time i really wanted to know what's my you know because she was facing a lot of problems right but she was saying but later she felt very scared she was feeling but i don't know if i want to know 
Mm. And, and then later she booked again because she really felt stuck. She said, but I need help, right? So she came to me. So this is exactly what I said to her. I said, you know, it's not about whether you should have a session or not, but you just need to know who you're talking to or who you're going to. If someone is going to give you that kind of sentence, you know what I mean? Life imprisonment. Well, of course, it's not going to empower you. And you will really feel you're trapped in that, within that future prediction. But um, yeah, so check out their website, read who they are, know that also most important thing is trust your intuition when you read their website. Do you yeah. feel that they are for you? Absolutely. And I always put, before I go into any sort of reading like okay. that, whether whatever it is, um, yeah. is, you know, put a little prayer of protection around it, yeah. you know, to say like, please, you know, angels, guides, God, you know, whatever higher power you believe in, please make sure the things that are just for my highest good, you yeah. know, come through. Um, <laughs> And, but I agree with you. You definitely have to check into your intuition because, mm. and, and also just trust. Like I've had, I love getting readings, but I have had in the instance, a reader that for the most part, I really enjoy, but in one certain area was definitely projecting mm. something from their personal life yeah, <laughs> yeah, me yeah. because there was a similar conjunction to something that mm. happened with them or whatnot. And I think in those moments, if you just kind of have that discernment and are like, okay, if something feels off, you just trust it. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah, don't have yeah. to like throw the whole thing out, but you might be mm. like, you know, well, when they said that, that, that kind of felt icky. It felt yeah, sticky. Yeah. It felt like there was yeah. something not clean about it. So yeah, yeah. maybe that was a little bit of them, right? Because we're all mm. only human too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So and I'm I, guessing your type of reading is a little bit more spiritual counseling. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Actually, I was trained as a counselor. So um, I'm a certified counselor by the Hong Kong uh, Society of Counseling and Psychology. So I had that academic part that I was trained how to do counseling. But I actually started with, um, with astrology. And so what I do is to combine them together. And generally speaking, people come, first time client, they might not know. Yeah? They might see you, see me as a fortune teller because that's how, what media would say. I mean, Hong Kong media, when they interview me, they will say, oh, Hong Kong fortune teller, whoever, right? Let's tell one. But um, uh, I usually, the first time they come here and I'll tell them uh, what they should expect and what this session is about. And I'll give them, them the chance to think, are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. Um, th there are pure fortune tellers here if you are because literally I've got maybe two or three clients in the past who literally they have a list of questions and those questions that I cannot help with uh, things like for example if they're having a struggle with a boyfriend right you know that kind of toxic relationship the question would be like what should I say to him so that he will listen to me <laughs> I sent him a message two days ago he hasn't replied should I send a message now I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <I'm> not... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that kind of question, I'm saying, okay, then maybe you should find someone else because my purpose with you is not about whether you should send a message or how many words you should write, but it's more about let's reflect on this anxiety that you have about I'm sending him a message. He doesn't reply to me, but why am I still so attached to this? Mm. And how is this helping you? or helping both of you to grow as individuals or potentially as a couple in the future. And do you really believe that, that your future soulmate or your partner is someone who makes you this anxious that you have to consult a fortune teller to know what they're thinking? And why can't they be transparent with you? So all these kind of, but some clients, they're not interested in these things. 
Yeah. You know, when you they try want, to guide they want you to be like, he's your, he's your soulmate. So ignore yeah. him and he'll yeah. text you or he's not your soulmate. Yeah. So just break up with him now. Yeah. You're, you're going to yeah. meet your soulmate in June yeah. at a bar in Tahiti yeah. or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so, but I also think that, you know, once um, as a reader, right, sometimes, you know, you have clients too. And, uh, you know, when we deal with clients like that, right, I think the most important thing is even though we know we can't help them, we just need to show them we're sincere. We yep. are here and we're trying to help you. And it's up to them to decide whether I want to see you again or not. And if they decide not to see you again, I think it's good for both parties. Right? Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So that's um, what, I, what I think, yeah. Absolutely. And sometimes exactly, I always say like sometimes, you know, with my clients, and I'm sure you see this a lot too, what brings them in mm. is what what they needed to be to like make the move to sign up for the session to come in right yeah. and like what we do once they get there is like the what they really needed which mm -hmm. is really a whole different thing you yeah. know yeah. it's usually yeah. like some surface level thing you know people come to me about like making more money or starting a business or doing that right but then yeah. like yeah. when we actually working then we're like really getting into like those mm. kinds of topics of like why do right. we not believe that we can make money or like what's mm. the fear here about putting ourselves out you know that's yep. when like the juicy stuff comes up yeah absolutely and then we we start the the therapy and all that right and transitioning on that note i think uh let's talk a little bit about your beautiful oracle deck uh the Thank oracle you. of mythic heroes so how did your how did you how did this idea come to you? Mm -hmm. So um, actually, uh, mythology. My encountering with Western mythology was uh, quite late um, compared to a lot of other um, uh, mythology authors or lovers, because uh, I grew up in a in a very traditional Chinese family, and I was not encouraged to read mythology because you know very traditional Chinese education is you well, you go to a, a math school and you study you learn math you, you learn how to do all these kind of things so that you can become a doctor or or a lawyer in the future um, my parents never asked me to read mythology and I didn't even know anything about Greek or Roman mythology not until I was in my early 20s actually and uh, it was a very interesting encounter I had this encounter with my first astrology teacher in Sydney Australia when I lived in there in my early 20s um, I was doing my uh, uh, my master degree there and um, he was a very uh, different kind of teacher because most astrology teachers they will just start teaching you about the planet the you know the the house system and things like that all i learned from the beginning was mythology was the stories and how we because you know all the names of the planets actually come from the roman mythology right jupiter you know zeus right they are the counterparts and so um it just kind of like opened my eyes uh, to to a complete whole new world i had no idea that uh, there, there was this so beautiful and intricate system you know within the mythology you know the relationship between god and mortals and the more i read about mythology the more i realize that we are not that different from people lived a thousand years years ago anyway the lessons they had exactly what we are doing now and uh, sometimes we haven't even learned those lessons even though we talk about those lessons all the time, but as human being, maybe we're not that different compared yeah. to our ancestors, right? And so that gave me this, um, yeah, the motivation and also the inspiration um, to use mythology to create this Oracle deck. And 
because I really want people to read the stories first. Um, a lot of the uh, uh, YouTubers who have reviewed my deck, um, some of them, they say, you know, the essence of this deck is actually in the book. And that's exactly what I really wanted people to see. And I think this deck could be very good for people who are interested in reading the content of the book and the stories, rather than just, you know, looking at the cards and interpret by themselves. Because a lot of the, the best way to use this deck of cards is to understand the story behind the image. Um, oh, yeah, because there's so much I've been uh, since I got it, I've been pulling a card, you know, almost every night, I have it like by my bedside table, and just like, you know, just kind of like a general card, like, what do I need to know? What do I need to be reminded of? And it's, I think, what I got last night, I got protection. Ah, uh, uh, Althea, right? yeah. yeah. And it was so interesting because as someone that loves pulling cards, I always do play that game a little bit, you know, based mm. on the card, like, what are my, like, initial mm. feelings and yeah. stuff. But yeah. I, one of the things I really do love is reading the story. Mm. Because once I was reading the story, I was like, oh, my God, there's so many themes here I relate to there. You know, there are so many messages here, mm. nuggets for me. Um, and so I, it's been fun that as I've been, because I love Greek and Roman mythology, and there's been some, like, one night I got Hercules, and I'm familiar mm. with that story, but still it was good. I think it's always interesting to see, like, the points and the things that, like, you pulled out of it, right, that were interesting mm. to highlight. Yeah, um, yeah. But I'm also learning a lot as I'm yeah, going yeah. and learning even more of these stories and seeing myself in them and mm. um, in these characters. Is there a specific way that you imagine somebody utilizing this deck on their journey? Absolutely. So I think, you know, that the easiest thing that we can all do and is very accessible is to do a, like what you exactly like what you did, a daily card pool. I think that's a, that could be very good. Um, just one card um, in the morning. And we can ask, what's the best thing that we, I need to know about my day? And what I realize about this practice is it's a similar to, you know, when you do, do it with tarot. Yeah? Sometimes it's a, it's a guidance for you. But sometimes the card can also be saying today, you might need to deal with someone who is like that. Mm. Maybe a person carrying that archetype will come into your life where you will have to deal with that type of archetype and what do you need to know about that and so that you know the best way to to react or the best way to to deal with that and also this tells you maybe let's say hercules right yeah. um, maybe this is showing that you're going to meet someone who's very hercules like and what can we be inspired by them etc etc yeah i remember i had a this uh, female client and she exactly Hercules, but she couldn't really resonate with this archetype in her. And then during the reading, the, because the whole reading was about her relationship with the guy that she's seeing, and she suddenly came to the realization, she said, that's my boyfriend. This is my, this is my boyfriend's archetype. You know, so, so sometimes when you pull a card, it's not about this is me, though most of the time it is, but sometimes it's also about someone you, you dearly care about or you want to know about. Yeah. 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 And how do you feel that you know, these, I mean, I, I have my answer for this, so I'm not asking mm. this because I doubt it, but I'm just yeah. curious what your response is, huh. but how do you feel like these mythical stories can help us on our own spiritual transformation journey? Mm, interesting. So 
Mm, let's put it this way. Uh, I believe that we are the myth. Uh, I don't think mythical stories are so far away from us, even though they are, but they're also so near near to us. Um, I think we are living our, our life every day as a mythical hero, and we all have our inner heroes anyway, you know, since a, a very young childhood, right? Maybe uh, in, you know, in the States, I don't know, kids like Superman, they like Batman, you know, or Superwoman, you know, that kind of stuff, yeah? And um, I think those mythical heroes a little bit, they serve the similar purpose. It's a little bit like who is our inner hero or heroine um, could be multiple as well. And, and what do they, it's a little bit like we, we see them as uh, the inspirations or we see them as teachers, right? And helping us each day when we need to reflect on our own behavior, our own action and attitude um, towards life. And, um, and I think that sometimes these heroes, they can change. Maybe um, during a, a specific period of time, you really needed Hercules to be with you. And when you do your prayers, you think of Hercules and you say, you know, Hercules, the God of strength. And I pray that you will always protect me and you will always watch over me. Sometimes, you know, maybe after that period of time, you have a different person. Maybe you think of Helen, Helen of Troy, um, the most beautiful woman in the world, right? Sexuality, sensuality, beauty, self-value. And so this is what I think, how we connect with them, how they serve um, in our practical life. Ah, oh, I love that. And yeah, I was just going to say that. I think sometimes when you, um, when you pull a card and I was telling you before we started uh, recording that yeah. some of my favorite decks are decks like this, where it's like goddess cards or mm. archangel cards or yeah. divine feminine cards, because then also, yeah, like someone, sometimes there's, it's like you were saying, like, you know, saying mm. a little prayer to Hercules and saying, please mm. protect mm. me or, mm. or can you help me embody this energy today? Right. Yeah. We can yeah. now interact with those energies as guides, mm. as spirit guides of sorts and, yeah. um, and how they come into the, our life. So mm. I just decided as we were talking, I'm like, I feel like we should, you know, pull a couple cards for our audience. Absolutely. And <laughs> I'm like, why, why don't we do this? Let's pull a couple cards for yeah. the audience. And I have, I have the, the master here that can, uh, <laughs> it can direct me. Yeah. Um, but actually, before I do this, I have one last, I have one last question and then we'll, we'll do a card pull. Um, just because my audience is so, my audience loves manifesting. Mm. We're manifestors. We're always about co-creating our reality and, mm. you know, you know, being a magnet. How would you, in a manifesting capacity, utilize the deck? Uh, sorry, could you say that question again? I don't really understand. Yeah. Mm. If you're, let's say someone wants to manifest something, maybe they're like, okay, I'm ready to manifest a career change or I'm ready to manifest love or I'm calling mm. in more abundance, right? Yeah. In that context, could you give us maybe a, an example of how to use the depth on that journey? Ah, I see, I see. Okay. Um, I personally, I, there's one habit that I have, yeah, and for, I've been doing that for almost eight, nine years, I will say. Uh, it's writing journals and with the card, actually, yeah. And when we say write journals, we're not talking about writing, you know, three pages, right? Because nobody has that time. We're all busy. And I think sometimes you might just need to write down two to three sentences for yourself. It's a, it's a powerful way to bring manifestation because I do believe journaling is a little bit like a reflection. It's, it's bringing what you're thinking here, what you're feeling here down on the piece of paper. So we're grounding that energy on something practical you can see and you can touch. 
And that could be very powerful when it comes to manifesting things. And let's use that example you, you just uh, use, yeah? Let's say someone wants to manifest a career change. Uh, maybe they are fed up with your, your job and they really feel that there's a calling them for them to pursue. And this is about them writing down that thing with the, the, the daily carpool. Let's say again, if it's Hercules, because yeah. <laughs> you know, we talked about Hercules, He's right? Our and we love man. He's coming through. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we love Hercules, yeah. So let's say Hercules, Hercules keyword in the guidebook is called strength. And he is to deal with um, um, this constellation sign of Leo. And so this is asking you, okay, if we're talking about manifesting career, um, what kind of Leo energy um, can we bring into this path so that maybe we are, we are really manifesting it? Leo is about your create creativity. Leo, it's about taking the center stage. Leo, it's about our self-confidence, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the Hercules energy, you can also relate your career chain to his path. I mean, Her Hercules' life was not easy. He had to clear all the 12 labors given to him by an evil king called Eurythius. And, um, you know, it, it was not an easy life for Hercules, but eventually he achieved it and he was raised to the sky as a god. And mm. so what do, what do we get from that story when you pull Hercules? And literally write that down. Yeah, I think that Ooh. helps a lot. Mm. I love that. That is so good. <laughs> All right. So for our card pull, what, what would you like? Should I pull? I'm going to leave it up to you because you're the pro here. Should I okay. pull one card, two cards, and what is our intention? Well, let's do, uh, well, we have a lot of audience listening. So let's do maybe do two cards and let's put them as a card A and card B. And we'll give time to the audience, let them think. Or they can pause the video and think whether they want A or B. Put them as a guidance. And then we will review the message. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. So we're going to pull for card A. Let's see. Oh, this one already like, popped up. Okay, and then we're going to pull for card B. Ooh. This one. All right, so take a moment, A or B, whatever resonates with you, or whatever. For me, it's usually just like whatever first pops into your head. Yeah. Trust that that's the one for you. And all right, so my A's, your message. Ooh, Bellafron, impatient. You know what? I was actually thinking about Bellerophon in my mind. Crazy. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more. All right, group A. Okay, so first of all, let's talk a little bit about who Bellerophon is on this beautiful card, right? This young man sitting on Pegasus, right? Charging forward with his spear. Bellerophon was a very famous hero from Greek mythology. And he was young, he was energetic. And the most important thing is he was very, very passionate about um, being a hero. He have always dreamed about, you know, achieving things. He wants to be like a godlike person, right? which is great because that's his ambition. And we all want that energy of us. After um, um, achieved a lot of amazing um, uh, uh, missions in his life, he wanted to become a god because he felt um, I can do all of these things and I have Pegasus, right? Which can carry me into the sky. So let me fly to the sky, fly to the heaven, and then I will become also become a god. And gods will love me because I'm an amazing guy, right? So he couldn't wait until um, to, the gods give him the permission to go. So he rode on Pegasus and he said, let's go. And of course, this impatience um, eventually stopped him from being a god because Zeus in the sky saw him 
flying to the heaven, um, you know, and Zeus just threw a thunderbolt <laughs> at him and saying, no, you're not coming now. Get back to the earth, right? And so he fell from the horse. And that's the simple, yeah? Let's just say that's a quick version of the story. So this card is usually talking about maybe there's something that we really want and we know we want that. And we have been pushing left and right so hard to make that happen. But sometimes there are a lot of things not under our control. And so either it's because of other people's convenience, things are delayed, or sometimes it's just a divine timing is not there ready for us. But for us, because we have our own clock, right, in our mind, and we don't, want to, we don't really want to follow that divine timing. So we are saying, I want it now, and I want it like right now. And certain actions that we might be having is to push that. And if actually, let's say eventually that's going to delay the process even more. And just like Pegasus, who said he wouldn't have been a god if he had been patient? Maybe he would have been, but he couldn't wait. He rode on Pegasus without any permission from Zeus. He just flew, flew to the sky. And that's um, the, the, the thing that he has to learn. So for group A, I understand your ambition. I understand that the things you want to achieve doesn't have to be about career. Maybe certain things you're really thinking about on a daily basis, but take your time because trust that when the timing is right, you will have it. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. And group B, if you resonated with any of that, it's all good messages. So you can just take it to, but group B, we have, um, Ariadne curiosity. Oh, beautiful curiosity. For this card, I have two messages for group B people. First of all, Ariadne as the keyword says, it's about being curious and also being you know, resourceful, let's put it this way. Because in the mythological story, um, she was um, helping the famous hero Theseus uh, to get out of the labyrinth. Labyrinth is like a maze, right? You know, it's dark and there's monsters in there. And, you know, people, you, you, if you go inside, there's no way you can get out. So Ariadne said to Theseus, um, why don't you hold a wool ball, right? So let the stream give you the guidance, right? So you will know, you know, what's the, the way out. And that worked perfect. Um, perfectly for Theseus. And so Theseus eventually was able to get out of the labyrinth with the help of Ariadne. And she also, you know, um, as a promise, uh, Theseus said, okay, since you help me, I will marry you. I'll take you, you know, away from this labyrinth, right? So we're going to be together forever. So the first message actually for um, our group B is sometimes you might need to be a little bit more inquisitive about the question in mind. This is not the time to sit at home and thinking, oh, I don't know what to do. You know, oh, this is difficult, right? Oh, what's the solution? Maybe you need to communicate because at the end of the day, this card is ruled by Gemini and Gemini is about communication and ask questions. And sometimes, you know, because we all have this sense of self, it's a little bit of saying, oh, I already know that. I don't need to ask anyone, right? I, I, I know what I, all this, right? But we don't know. Sometimes some a very uh, simple thing other people say could just, inspire us and open that door. So this is about being curious, inquisitive, and being just a little bit more open towards our communication uh, with other people. And imagine if Theseus never communicated with um, Ariadne, there wouldn't be any solutions. Now, there's also a second thing. Um, Ariadne, this is a story after Theseus saved Ariadne. Uh, even though Theseus promised her that he will marry her, but he didn't actually. So he left her on a uh, on an island in Greece called the Naxos, and he just disappeared. So Ariadne was very heartbroken on the island, and she felt, "I helped you. You betrayed me. You just let me. What I'm gonna do?" But eventually, she actually met someone else, and that someone else was not even a mortal. It was a god. So she met Dionysus, the god of party and wine, 
<laughs> and craziness. And and Dionysus fell in love with her, and that was a happy story. So happy ending, right? So not only did Ariadne uh, find love, but also she married a god, which <laughs> probably much better than Total upgrade. Yeah, it was an upgrade. It was uh, from economy to first class, right? Even though. <laughs> Even though at the beginning, all she wanted was that economy class, if you know what I mean, yeah. And so, yeah. If, so for a lot of people, if you have put this card, this could also be saying to you is that mm, trust the flow of the universe. You might be very stubborn about I want this, but maybe universe is not gonna give you that, but you give you something much better. Absolutely. Yeah. So believe uh. in that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. One of my favorite sayings is, um, you know, God's plan is always better than your plan. 100%. Uh, <laughs> right? And we can only think with our mortal minds. And I think it's true. It's like, sometimes we see the thing that's in front of us, whether that actually is like a relationship or a person that we're in a relationship with, or it's a certain job or something like that. And we want it because it's what we see in front of us. Yeah, right, yeah. that thing that we feel is close because we haven't even opened up the possibility that I don't even need this mere mortal man. I'm gonna have a god, <laughs> or the the metaphor of that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Ooh, exactly. too juicy, juicy reading with everyone <laughs> you picked. I love it. Well, Latell, thank you so much for your time, for all of your beautiful wisdom. There's so many great insights um, throughout this podcast. Now I'm so excited to go find out all my Chinese astrology and all the different <laughs> um, things that I have. Where can people yeah. learn more about you, find you? I'm going to put all the links below so they'll be able to access everything, but tell us how they can get in touch with you. Absolutely. So they can find me, first of all, through my official Instagram, uh, L-E-T-A-O-W-A-N-G. Uh, it's a public account for my astrology and tarot uh, reading, so everyone can feel free to follow and they can check them out. My official website is uh, www.thehealingkingdom.com. Uh, they can also find me through my website. Uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, people can also purchase this Oracle deck, uh, Oracle of the Mythic Heroes on Amazon. And um, yeah, um, online bookstores. Um, if you just search this name, it will show up. Amazing. And I'm going to put all those links right in the show notes. Um, if you're listening on any podcast platform, just click the link below and you'll see if I have all those links. And if you're watching on YouTube, it'll all be right below the video. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being with us. And if you love this episode, please share it with your friends, share it with someone so you guys can, you know, talk together about some of the things that you've learned um, and what they meant to you. I always find that things are more powerful when they're shared. And thank you again, Latal. This was wonderful. It was an honor to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, again, wish you and our audience a, a prosperous year of the dragon.